Welcome to the British Chamber of Commerce in Taipei's podcast, hosted by me, Steve Parker, a series that brings together a fresh perspective to leadership, motivation, and how to succeed by talking to a diverse range of CEOs, business managers, and world-class talent. We also offer some personal tips to help you in your career. Each episode aims to provide a snapshot into the life and philosophy of some of Taiwan's most successful leaders, and to find out more about why leadership matters. Today, I'm extremely fortunate to have in the studio Andreas Vekelin. Um, interestingly enough, he is actually the person who hired me into my job at the British Chamber of Commerce. So if anyone understands leadership, I think it's uh, it's him, assuming that uh, that I've done a good job. He's been, he's a very special leader for me. One, he's been my mentor for a number of years, um, but also he's been a leader across a wide range of different kinds of business models and business industries and business functions, business types. Um, he's, he's worked with NGOs, he's worked with multinationals, um, and he's done a lot of work with uh, investors and with startups. So, Andreas, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Steve. Pleasure to be here. Now, you're actually in Switzerland, right? Yes, I'm calling in out, out of Switzerland. That's right. Wow. How's everything going in there? Well, we were fortunate enough, actually, to um, have quite a good life, I would say, over the last uh, 18 months here, um, close to the mountains, being able to ski, doing a lot of outdoor sports, uh, while obviously still, you know, coping with all the uh, challenges of COVID-19 here as well. It's an interesting time we live in. Normally, I start off by asking people just... Um, if they could kind of describe themselves in three words, if you imagine, you know, if someone was going to talk about you and said, okay, these are the key essential things that make Andreas who he is, what do you think those three things would be? Well, for me, I'm uh, one, I would say Swiss born, but having very much an Asian mindset, having lived around 30, 20 years in, in Asia. Um, second, very much a family man, happily married with one son. And, and third, I'm very passionate about things I'm doing. So um, at this stage of my career, I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship in companies. And with that, um, very self-driven and, and, and motivated to learn new things in life. This idea of learning new things seems to be something that is very, very prevalent in your career. I mean, I mentioned that you've gone across different kinds of industries, but also I think education is something that's extremely important to you. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm a, a lifelong learner and I truly believe that you learn until the last day of your life, um, whether it's leadership, new technologies or just simple life uh, matters where how do you deal with people and how do you organize yourselves? How do you go about kind of, you know, when you sit down with your staff and you review and you go through those process, how do you think, okay, I know what this person needs and I need to go and source some kind of training or something like that. How do you go about developing this learning and development plan for a, for a person or a team? Or I truly believe that learning and development plan is absolutely critical for everyone in the organization. Um, and I'm a true believer of purposeful leadership where you bring a purpose to the organization but also uh, particularly a purpose to every single individual. Um, and there it probably starts with knowing about your passion and knowing a bit as well about your weaknesses and things you want to learn, but really building on your passion and your, your positives in life and how do you really make that one of the best triggers for your career and your personal development. 
And then it's about sitting together uh, with the HR function or, or with your line manager or the CEO of the company and really build up a very solid plan, a structured plan with clear actions and linking this to your personal development, but also your professional development plan. Has that been something that has been natural to you? Is that kind of a Swiss cultural thing? Is it a company thing? Did you learn it? How did you come about this kind of focused planning approach that you have? Uh, well, it's probably something I, I learned during my studies at the University of St. Gallen here in Switzerland, um, where typically you would spend nine months going attend uh, sessions at the university, and then you have three months to really uh, prepare your final exams. And if you don't manage these three months very effectively, you have no way to succeed during universities, and typically 50% uh, are out every single semester. So that really triggered uh, my personal uh, ability to, 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 to learn and to plan and to execute accordingly. I don't believe that everything has to be 100% perfectly executed, uh, but at least as you initiate action and execute what you try to do, uh, then you're on the right path. How do you help teams and people that work for you cope with kind of, not failure necessarily, but, but roadblocks? Okay, I, I think it goes to probably a question every leader should ask um, himself or herself, um, what is good leadership, right? And I truly believe that uh, there are two elements um, in having a good leadership in an organization. One is showing a, a clear destination, where you show a vision and the purpose of the organization as a second. So destination and purpose together. And as long as you are with your actions and your development path on the right track towards the destination, towards the vision of the company, or your personal vision as well, I think then it's fine. Then it's just a bit adjusting the execution. And there, it's very important that you are accepting failure as well in a smaller scale. You know, uh, to fail once or twice is okay, as long as you learn out of it and you don't repeat the same mistakes again in life. You're a cross-cultural manager. You've worked in a number of places around the world. Do you find that there is a difference between different locations and the ability to give and to receive feedback? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a question of um, the culture as well uh, you're working in, right? Um, it's a question of the, the, the country culture, the, the geography uh, you're working in. You have different kind of leadership requirements, Um uh, whether you're leading in, in, in Mexico versus Taiwan, China, or, or Australia are completely different um, ways how you communicate and lead. At the same time, uh, every company has its own specific company culture and leadership differences uh, are very clear uh, amongst the, all the different companies based on their heritage and based on the stage they are at uh, in terms of development. Um, I believe that best-in-class leadership is very similar, independent of the industry, independent of the culture, um, because there are certain elements which are critical for effective leadership. Okay, what would they be? <laughs> well, I truly believe that putting people at the center of the business, um, of the organization, is the core. And listening to the aspirations, um, listening to the purpose of every single individual in the organization is very critical. 
um, this will help to, to really unleash the, the power of human connection, not only in your own company, but across all the different uh, stakeholder groups you have. And this comes together with uh, the pursuit of purpose. Uh, live a professional life filled with meaning and also a professional life where the organization has a very clear purpose and a vision where the organization wants to go. And lastly, it's, it's all about creating an environment where every single employee can blossom in the organization uh, across all the different levels. And I think this... These few ingredients are really independent on the industry. And if you put people first um, and, and focus on the purpose of the organization, uh, ultimately, you would treat profit as an outcome, but not really as the key goal of the organization. Um, maybe these principles are easy to understand, but at the end, it's not easy to put them really into practice. And there probably is the difference between different companies, different organizations, different countries and cultures. But we all as leaders need to rethink radically on how we work, how we define companies, how do we lead, how do we motivate people. And in that way, I think we need to abandon the old paradigms and lead more with purpose and more, more with uh, humanity as well. Um, uh, let me give you an example. For example, the, uh, the whole question on diversity in organizations. Um, in my opinion, it's not an afterthought, but it's a fundamental business imperative uh, on successful organizations. Okay. And this will ultimately lead to more inclusive capitalism um, for a more sustainable future. And that's a key, which is, you know, I see this a lot in NGOs, but more and more big corporations and startups really embracing the spirit for uh, a, a more sustainable future uh, across the, the, the industries, across the geographies. So, Andreas, some of the things I wanted to also talk about was uh, people talk about... Um, and especially now with people working from home. I, I wanted to ask you about, are there any routines or things that you go through on a daily basis that get you from that kind of like, you know, I've woken up and now I'm going to switch into working mode? Is there something that you do? I think from my side, it's, there's no border in terms of business and, and family uh, in my personal life, right? It constantly flows and it's a 24-hour it's a uh, journey you're taking. But for me, it's very clear Um the first thing in the morning is, is very much saying hello to the family and having a good back breakfast. Uh, my wife and me, we spent uh, a good time of our career in, in nutrition and in, in, in food and beverage companies. And having a good breakfast is the, is the key in the morning and having an important meal of the day uh, as a breakfast is key. So being grateful for the family, see them every morning, that's the normal morning routine and gives me the energy for the day. And then it's all about, you know, um, planning your work well and, and work smarter, not necessarily harder. I learned over time, it's not the question of how many hours you should spend um, on the business, but it's rather the quality time. Um, and how do you energize people as well? That's more important than, than, than the number of hours you spend um, in your in your. Uh, professional life 
Mm. Ultimately, it, it probably led back to how I grew up um, as a child. And uh, there's a, a, a saying in, in Latin called uh, mensana in corpore sano. Maybe you heard of this one, Steve. Uh, it's really about healthy mind in a healthy body. So how do you spend a physical exercise is equally important uh, to your mental and, and psychological well-being than anything else, I believe. Hmm. So it's a uh, good night's sleep, good breakfast, spend time with your family, and uh, make sure you get a bit of exercise, right? Yes, and I think you, you spoke about it just before. COVID-19 is changing a lot in this sense. I used to travel around 70 to 80% of my time to the US and to Asia um, when we came back to Switzerland. And now over the last um, you know, 18 months, my radius of, of work is probably the the, the 20k uh, around us right and you can do this by car you can run um but uh, the days are getting much longer when you get up early and have discussions with asia and in the evening with the us and that's a, a big challenge for many people i know here because uh you can't really meet the people anymore you're hiring people just based on zoom conferences you never met them before um, you, you've probably been, I've been in inter interaction now over the last 18 months with people on a weekly basis, but I've never seen them in your life personally. Right. And that's quite a change on how you get the energy as well for your, for your professional life. So this, this, this comes back to how do you manage people then if you're, uh, you know, I, I think there are some traditional ways of leading people where people talk about, you know, uh, you, you have to see somebody in the office, you have to see them, they're actually doing something to know that they're doing something. How do you manage people if they're offline? Well, I'm, I'm not a believer of, of, of this kind of micromanaging of uh, employees in the organization. I believe uh, more important ever than now is, is, is purposeful leadership. How do you really focus on the purpose of the organization uh, to be clear about your own purpose, the purpose of the people around you, and how it connects with the purpose of the company. Hmm. So, for example, um, my own purpose was always to leave things behind me a little bit better than I found it. And that normally triggers your actions on a daily basis and tries to improve uh, whatever you do um, every single week. But it's all about, you know, how do you get this purpose of engaged people I mean, the same notion of delighting customers uh, is still remaining the same. But how do you thrive these communities in the times of Zoom and Teams is more important than ever. Do you think that work is going to go back to what it was before? Or do you think that the, the future of work is more online, flexible, working from home? Well, I think it will probably be a good mix. Um, we have a situation right now here in Switzerland where the government announced that uh, home office is not mandatory anymore. But all the banks, insurance companies already announced that until mid next year, 2022, um, the future is still working from home. And only 30 to 50% of the people are actually in the, work, in, in, in the offices. Um, I switched from food and beverage into private equity over the last two years and particularly in private equity, I see around 1,000 pitch decks of startups every single year. And here we see how the, 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 the future of work is very much shaping 
the future of tomorrow. And we see a lot of new models. Uh, a lot of companies, actually, they don't have offices anymore. They abandon their offices. And they see, well, people are happy working from home, and we keep it like that forever. And then you have the um, shared office spaces where you can rent uh, a few meeting rooms uh, a week or month and, and use those to get some team gatherings. It's interesting. I'm, um, it's a short program, so we're going to have to wind up a little bit. But I just wanted to kind of bring back a couple of thoughts and just uh, ask you if this is an accurate way to sum up kind of your philosophy of leadership. So some of the things I've got out of today's podcast have been this idea of purposeful leadership, leading for a purpose. I've also picked up on this idea of understanding and knowing your own weaknesses and accepting those weaknesses in other people. I've learned about this idea of planning, how it's so important, and yet the plan itself needs to be flexible. You never know what is going to happen, so you need to be able to adjust to things that come up in your way, the roadblocks. And this idea of lifelong learning being super important, always continue to learn new things. And every time I talk with Andreas, I always learn new things. Yeah, I think, I mean, are these reasonable things to kind of sum up your view of leadership? Yes, absolutely, Steve. I think that's a great summary. Um, every one of us has to be clear about um, our role as a leader, right? And when I talk about leader, it's not the CEO of the organization. It's pretty much every single person in the organization. You're leading sideways, you're leading upwards, you're leading downwards, right? And you need to be clear about your role as a leader because you can never choose the circumstances you're in. Sometimes you get crisis. Sometimes you get new surprises, positives or negatives, but you can control your mindset, right? And your mindset as a leader can bring hope, can bring inspiration, can bring energy around whoever is around you. And I think ultimately everyone has to start with herself or his, himself to be a leader uh, you meant to be. And you need to be the change you want to see in life and in the organizations. Andreas, thank you so much for your time today. It's been amazing as always. And uh, you've been a mentor to me and I uh, will continue to come and talk to you over the years. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you very much, Steve. It was a great pleasure. Hope to cool. see you soon again. You can listen to this podcast on the ICRT website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the British Chamber of Commerce in Taipei. You can also check out our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or you can head to our website, www.bcctaipei.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you.